It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the FlowTrack Podcast. FlowTrackPodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Subscribe to the FlowTrack YouTube channel if you can. You can also become a member where you can have access to a whole bunch of fun stuff, some exclusive content on the way. On Gordon's team, you can be on my team, you can be on nobody's team. Um, and joining me is Gordon, the man who's not just a podcast co- host, he is a news breaker with the news that everybody's waiting for, which was hey, where are the 2024 NCAA indoor championships going to be held? Gordon's got the answer. How'd you do it, Gordon? Give us take us behind the scenes here. No, I can't reveal my sources. Come on, that, 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 that's the whole point of journalism. Uh, no, but Texas AM was. Had to pull out. Originally, they were going to host in 2024, but I believe because they're getting a new facility, it might not just been on the right timeline. So there was an opening, and a new host had to be selected. And luckily for fans, athletes, coaches, and just the running community, we're going somewhere that we've never gone before, and that is Boston and the New Balance new indoor track facility, which I actually got a chance to tour when I was shooting a, a video with uh, El Purier back in last spring. And let me tell you, man, that place, mm. it's, it's pretty cool. It's like right in the middle of Boston. It has this awesome mm. environment. Like you feel like you're kind of like in this cool little elevated stadium. And uh, yeah. it's going to be exciting to have it be the home to NCAA championships, not just an invitational this, that, the other thing, but an actual NCAA championship. See if they have any video here of showing. They're not showing what it looks like. They're showing the people looking at it, but they're not showing what the track looks like. Let's see if eventually the, the video hey. reveals. Looks like they're not. Paint a picture not, for us seeing, then, Gordon. There is Paint a, a picture for us. I, I, it's called the track. Travis, if you, if you could find um, – I posted on Twitter or something or Instagram from Flowtrack's account of what it looks like from the inside. But mm-hmm. it looks pretty cool. Basically, it's like this very multiplex type place where there's like an actually a concert venue right next to it, built inside of it. Mm-hmm. Obviously has all of like the, the warm-up track area, has its own throwing area. You know, it's basically the first of its kind a track specific like very well done facility and it's not in the middle of nowhere not no no offense to you know birmingham des moines albuquerque you know you fayetteville you name the type of cities here there's a video look at that look at that photo let's post that there we go it's it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. um that's a rendering but you get the idea there's like an all glass backdrops and you're elevated so you can see out to the boston skyline it's freaking legit and they're gonna host in 2024 uh ncaa's umass lowell is the official like school hosting 
but mm-hmm. it's the New Balance facility, which opens end of March in 2022, which is weird. They open up an indoor track facility basically after indoors. Uh, but <laughs> over, 2024, yeah, yeah. Boston hosting NCAAs. We need that. Need more of that. We need more metropolitan cities hosting NCAAs. We need that. I mean, it was fun that in Austin, outdoors was fun. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool if New York would host like the Armory. Uh, Armory might be hard though because capacity issues, but we need mm-hmm. to get more unique than just throwing track into Eugene, Des Moines, Albuquerque, Birmingham, College Station. You get the idea. Mm. Yeah. Jesse Squire, track historian, pointed out like it's r- how rare it is that it's in a, a big city. He mentioned that he thought Detroit was the previous biggest city to host NCAA indoors. And that was in the mid-60s when it was, according to Jesse, the sixth largest U.S. city. So obviously, you know, Boston and the metro area, you know, one in the top 10 in terms of size in the in the country. There are a lot of indoor facilities now that can host. We think outdoors and there's just so many restrictions on, first of all, just the requirements for running the race, but also restrictions on basically who is willing to put the volunteers together and, and put a bid together. But now with indoors, and they're not all in big cities, like you said, but you, you do have Albuquerque hosting, you have Birmingham hosting, College Station, Virginia Beach, uh, Spokane is building a new indoor facility that's gonna host USA's Boston. Again, that doesn't solve the big, big huge city problem, if there is one, but there are no shortage of spots that want to host it. I mean, going back, I remember you've been to an indoors in Boise, correct? And then yeah. indoors in Boise as well. I remember that. Yeah, just there's so many facilities. I mean, and you think about just also the ones that don't host but are really good facilities, like Michigan. They have a new indoor facility mm-hmm. that opened up a few years ago. Penn State's track is always fast. Obviously, you know what BU does. Um, there's... I saw a new race in Louisville. Uh, with a con- uh, the mm-hmm. collegiate record in the 300 was broken on that Louisville facility. I didn't know yeah. even know Louisville had an indoor track. So um, there's, yeah. I just feel like there's a lot of indoor tracks. Everyone just wants to have an indoor track. It's more and more and more, which is good. But this is yeah. – I'm telling you, man, this indoor well, track I- is not, not like any other indoor track you, I've ever seen. It is – normally indoor tracks are just a warehouse with a track in the middle. And like just like bleachers, mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. looks like they are des- like it was made for track, and it it's basically what you want the armory to be. If it's basically what the armory is, if the armory had extra room, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. the armory is restricted yeah. because of their location. But if the armory had extra square footage, this is what it would be, and you get in the middle of Boston. It's gonna be cool. Yeah. Part of the fun of indoors is that the fans are right on top of the action. It's loud. And a lot of these facilities, they were just throwing indoor tracks into huge cavernous convention centers. I'm thinking about Albuquerque. I'm thinking about Portland for World Indoors. Now, they still create a good environment in those spaces. But you have that on one end of the spectrum. And then the other end of the spectrum, you have something like Armory where you're talking about, well, Space could be an issue for these bigger meets. So finding that middle ground is tricky where you have the atmosphere, but you also have enough space so that you can host some of these bigger meets. I'm, yeah, I'm interested to, to see it. You know, they have, we didn't even mention the Ocean Breeze Complex as one of the new ones too out in yeah. Staten Island as well too. You know, they hosted, um, was it New Balance last year, which was normally at the Reggie which was in yeah. Austin, but not the same facility as this. So, yeah, there's no there's no shortage of of places that they can host U.S. championships or NCAA championships or even, I don't know, when the next world championships is up for, for bidding again and if anybody in the U.S. would want to do it. But those options are there, and maybe that's, that's the play long-term here. But, yeah, these are awesome renderings. I'm excited to see it because the, the atmosphere is cool indoors. Like, when it gets loud, it is it's fun to be a, a part of those meets um what do you think in terms of like the future of of this facility like when you were on the ground talking to people like what are the things that they want to do at this at this uh, at this complex so obviously there's a 
I guess with the, all the, I was like, where are they going to, who's going to come to run at their facility? Because everyone goes either to the Reggie Lewis place or the Harvard track or the BU facility. And when you think about it, they do go to those places, but it is kind of overloaded. There's a, there's a lot of um, athletes going to these places. So it will kind of dilute those meets, but I think it's for the better because some of those meets are kind of getting a little bigger than they can hold. Um, but I think it's also going to be a facility for like an indoor soccer like arena okay. type thing. I believe they can like, they can flatten the track basically. Um, and yeah. then just make it covered completely to whatever they want it to be. But it is going to be track first. I was wondering that, like, is this like a, they call, you know, they make all purpose facility and then just the track, just is sure. like the secondary thing. Like it's really the football field. But when you're in there and yeah. you walk around, everything is built for a track athlete. It's not built for like mm -hmm. multi-purpose, but it does have more multi-purpose usage. Like they can flatten the track and then use that giant area for whatever they need it to be. Um, and then there's a giant concert venue right next door in the same building. So you can, mm -hmm. and there's a bar, so you can look at a situation. I mean, I'm not sure if they do it for NCAAs cause you know, college kids, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you could have a world where say they're hosting world championships and you could have like a concert mm -hmm. after a track meet yeah. and there'll be a bar mm -hmm. and like, it would just feel like a legitimate entertainment venue for track and field. I do think mm -hmm. this venue will host world championships eventually. It is designed for that. Mm -hmm. They have the backing. It's right across the street from the New Balance headquarters. New Balance is invested in running. You know, they're not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. They're not just building this for one for like a one uh, weekend only. Um, I think this mm -hmm. is New Balance's way of saying, hey, we're going all in on running, building literally a world-class track and field venue next to our headquarters. So, and it'll be cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could see Boston hosting and like whenever the next, I don't know how many years are already decided, but 20, 20, 2030. I don't know. When's the next world? Oh, I, I don't think they have it that far out. Well, what yeah. you should do is when you're out in Belgrade, when you're out in Belgrade in March, poke your head around, ask some questions, you know, now that you're a newsbreaker, people will maybe talk to you because they know. You'll hit them with that all caps breaking. So what, so it's interesting. A lot of these facilities, I thought about this when you were talking, the reason we have so many is they are multi-use mixed use. Hey, this is also the football practice facility. And there's a track on the outside versus outdoor tracks where there's bigger, right. And yeah, the state stands aren't big enough to host multiple things. I mean, at UT, they do soccer and track in that stadium, but a lot of facilities want sports specific stuff versus indoor. It's like a training facility for everybody. And Hey, let's just throw a yeah. track in there. And now it's a training facility for everybody. I know A&M now with their new facilities could be separate from the football side of things, but that's where you get a little bit of a, a difference indoor versus outdoor and where indoor can kind of benefit from the fact that, Hey, other people are going to invest in this and, and, and want it. I'm always curious what, what happens on the, days and weeks when it's not in use at a major track meet can anybody go and use the facilities is our pro groups going to rent it out or college is going to have access to it i know at the armory it gets a, a ton of use with with teams like all all winter long but anytime there's a new facility i always wonder what happens when when the the lights aren't as bright like does it get use all year round yeah i mean well the, the big thing is people who train in boston right and I'm sure New Balance, mm -hmm. one of their struggles, not struggle, but like it's a lot easier to train in Portland year-round than it is to train in Boston yeah. year-round, right? And mm -hmm. it may be a competitive advantage for when you're trying to sign an athlete and they're deciding between New Balance and Nike or this group yeah. and that group. And like, hey, if you train here in Boston, yeah, it's cold, but guess what? We have a climate-controlled indoor facility with everything you need with the locker rooms and all the uh, whatsoever, like the fancy uh, physios that you need all in one place. Yeah. You don't need to go to a different facility. It's all one. You run your workout, you go downstairs and you got what you need. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be a competitive advantage for New Balance. 
to like draw more athletes to Boston to train there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something to look forward to. And you said they're opening at March, 2022. So we'll see some meets there before the big show at NCAAs in 2024. So it's going to be, it's Birmingham this year. And then 2023 is, is it back to Albuquerque or is that the Virginia first Virginia beach year? I'm losing track. No, I think losing track of my indoors. I can track of your future collegiate championships. Um, here goes Gordon. Birmingham is this year. Uh, yeah. 2023 Albuquerque, 2024 Boston, 2025 Virginia Beach, 2026 mm. Fayetteville. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, they're moving it around versus uh, outdoors, where it's Eugene, Eugene, or Eugene, Texas, Eugene, 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 no, 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 no. All right. Well, stay tuned, uh, folks, to the flow track feed because who knows what else Gordon is going to break. Uh, <laughs> what made you decide all caps breaking versus just like a traditional way of writing breaking? You know, I gotta get the people's attention. It got, it got okay. twelve hundred likes. So I'm, I'm happy. I put the capital letters of breaking. You got more people to like it. Here's what you need to do. That's all about. If you want to be a very, if you want to be a very serious journalist, though, you need to, you need to preface say, it with a, yeah, exactly. Per, per a highly placed source, you can choose to describe it however you want, but you got to put that in front of it because then it makes it. Because you could look that and be like, wait, did Gordon just get like a press release from New Balance? Because that's I hate it when people just like they put breaking in front of a press release. It's like no, this got sent out to everybody. You didn't, you didn't break anything. But if you put source somewhere in there, your cred is going to go through the roof. So I'm excited about the new turn, the 2022 Gordon, Sharanya, Wojnarowski, Mac. I should have added sources tell at Gordon Mac in the tweet. That's what I should have yes. done. Yes, exactly. Yeah, direct, direct it back to you. Exactly, exactly. Uh, let's check in on the chat here. Judson asks, is the reason Jen Hutchins didn't compete in cross-country this fall because she had signed with BYU earlier or was she still injured? Anyone know? Uh, my understanding was she moved, right, from Tennessee down to Florida and then was just going to train solo and then she's enrolling early in BYU in this semester, which would be January. Is that your understanding? Yeah. I believe – I'm not sure if there was an injury involved with it. You know, maybe there could have been like, hey, I want to take it easy. I want to be – you know, I don't want to screw something up for the next four years by going too hard as a senior in, mm -hmm. in high school. I'm not sure if that was a factor at all, but the ultimate yep. reasoning was, I mean, she was deciding to like enroll early and maybe yeah. a random cross-country season right before you're enrolling to college just didn't seem worth it. So you could just focus on base training and not peak for a high school championship and more peak for your first season at BYU. And enrolling early is common in football, right? That's like some of the more popular sports in college. I mean, remember Robert Griffin, the third enrolled early at Baylor and then that spring competed in track and ran in the Olympic trials in 08. So you know, competing and enrolling early is is not uncommon. We don't see it that much in distance events. But when you run as fast as she did, and this is what I wonder when we have that discussion all the time about you know, what we've had recently about Newberry Park is like a certain point, like, all right, what's there left to check off the box? Now with Newberry Park, there's all these team goals as well too. And at a certain point, you're just like, all right, done everything I can in high school. Focus is looking at, college and how I'm going to see it in college. So, um, I think that probably has something to do with it as well, too. Yeah, Kevin, I think you, Kevin, I think you froze on us. Oh, there you go. You're back. You got to work on that internet where you are at. <laughs> well, Kevin, if you move too much, then it makes it worse. Just, you got to, the internet can't handle the, the, the massive shaking. Uh, Kevin, I was going to ask oh, you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me defend the internet here. The internet has broad shoulders, Gordon. The internet can handle breaking. Okay. All right. All right. Any last thoughts on that? I'm not. 
no, oh, too many web pages. I was uh, not to like re harp on an old thing, but I was talking to a mile split employee at the company holiday party last night. That's why my voice is a little weird. I, I sang a little too much at the karaoke. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're talking about how when Jenna first ran the was one of the first ones to run on that running lane course and she broke 16. Me, my, myself, and notably also Lincoln were very skeptical. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's short. <laughs> like, we were just like, we just like, ah, no, not real. We didn't even, we didn't even check. We weren't even, we just like automatically were like, no, nah, it's not real. Um, and we were very confident and just being like, nope, I'm not going to believe a 15, 58 ever. And then, uh, she went on to actually do it on the track, and we're like, okay, it looks like that fifteen fifty eight was real. And then now, yeah, a year later, then they're, the the boys are now doing it, breaking fourteen ten. And now I'm on the other side of be like, yeah, that's real. We need to defend the the sub fourteen ten, not asterisks the sub fourteen ten. Uh, but you know, <laughs> this thought was interesting. How I went from yep, totally fake to like now hundred percent on the other opposite side. Which kind of shows, like, when you're talking on a podcast three times a week, you don't realize that you can contradict yourself a lot. You can, like, you forget that you had, like, opposite takes, you know, weeks later, or in this case, a year later. So, well, I, was I think remi- I was, I was reminded this- that Running Lane was upset that I called their course short. And then I said, wait, course short? No, they ran great. He's like, no, last year you said it was short. I was like, oh, yeah, I did. I did say it was short last year. Okay, so I talked to the same employee earlier on in the day. I wasn't cool enough to go to the holiday party portion of it. But yeah, they called you out by name, which I laughed <laughs> very loudly when he told me that. And I remember this specific show because, listen, the Gordon Lincoln shows were, shall we say, loose in terms of the prep, especially in the beginning when we were going five days a week. Not much was going on. You'd find out something was happening last minute. Oh, there's a time trial that happened out in Arizona with so-and-so. So I don't think you guys were very familiar with the course. I don't think you were very familiar with her. So the natural yeah. reaction was, well, what, what's this time mean? And then we actually got a lot of responses to that one, both through tweets and I think even emails of people being like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And I think that was one of the biggest examples of, of pushback we've received. And then you're right. It only took two weeks and then she ran on the track. And you're like, ah, just kidding. <laughs> I take that back. It was real. <laughs> Yeah, but they remembered. They remembered. They remembered. Just like LSU, just like LSU remembered uh, when you said something about somebody. I don't even remember now uh, during indoor outdoor season last year, and they kept the clip. People keep the clips on this stuff, but they don't keep the clips when I'm right. That's the problem. They throw away the clips where I proved my, where I correctly said you're going to lose, and they lose. They don't want yeah them to be like, yeah, he was kind of right. I sucked. You should, yeah, oh, you should the, keep them and send them. Confirm. I have a lot of those. I have a lot of me confirming that you're going to lose, and then they do, right. and then no one is like, they're not like, you're so, you know. I guess that's right. sports though, right? No one remembers the, the correct takes. They only remember the wrong ones. Yeah. Well, here's an opportunity to be more wrong, and here's an opportunity to, you can make some more people mad. This is a show we wanted to do for a, a couple weeks now. We never have an opportunity, but now we do. We wanted to put ourselves in the shoes of a high school senior in the United States and rank where we would go if we were a blue chip recruit in the sprints or a blue chip recruit in the distance. We're doing those two buckets. Where would you go? And obviously, there's some subjectivity to this because it depends what the 18-year-old that you're putting yourself in the shoes of prioritizes. But I thought it'd be a fun little exercise just to gauge right now which programs are held in highest regard, which programs have taken a step back in terms of the viewpoint of this hypothetical person. Um, so I made my list, Gordon, and I also put, I made a list of things that I would be considering if I was a top recruit. And these aren't in any sort of order, but like the factors that would weigh into my decision. So what would go into your decision uh, be it distance or sprints as a top recruit. Well, before I go into what my, would go into my decision, I need to lay out what my resume is. First of all, okay. I'm a, 
How good am I? You're good. I'm asking you're you. the best. Like I'm good. Like you're am the I best. good? Hey, great. Go am I, I'm the best. You're getting recruited by literally everybody. Yes. Well, one version of you is getting recruited by everybody in the sprints, and then another version is getting recruited by everybody in the distance. And we, we could break this up, men and women too. Although I, I guess we can kind of like say the caveats, like, hey, this this women's program is pretty strong, this men's program is pretty strong. But there's at least two versions of you, and they're the the top recruit. Second question: Where do I currently live? You currently live. In the middle in, of the country? Like, yes, the home of our producer, Colt. You live in Manhattan, Kansas. Let's just say that. Okay. He's not, he's not currently in Manhattan, Kansas, but you have a you have heavy Big 12 leanings if anybody watched the fantasy draft show. No, you yeah, you live in the middle of the country. Okay. And I – all right. I just want to know how much – that makes sense. Because if you live in the Northeast, I feel like you're kind of – different type of person than if you live in the southeast or if you live in the west coast so what's like uh, yeah i guess uh manhattan kansas is like the most like generic place to live whoa, whoa, no offense whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, cold, cold. <laughs> where you're not swayed to like any culture you're not swayed to be california you're not swayed <laughs> to the northeast and you're not swayed to midwest because you're like well we're we're Manhattan, so we're not Midwest, you know, all that. So you're just like, you're just the perfect. Call it the little apple, you know, Gordon. They do. Okay. <laughs> There's no culture. culture. All right, so. Is your mic on, Colt? Are people hearing this? Okay. Cool. Okay, good. Good, good. <laughs> now they are. Okay, now producer they are. They Colt here. Uh, did Gordon correctly describe Manhattan, Kansas? Entirely. It's a cultureless place. Um, Gordon has, it's actually the best place for you to just like say I'm from and no one will know anything about. It's great. Perfect. Okay. No preconceived notions. All right, go ahead, Gordon. Nope. Yeah. All right. So I'm in Manhattan, Kansas. I'm the best in sprints and or distance. It's, I'm a phenomenal athlete. I'm basically the a thing mo of track and field. Um, well, you're doing this twice. You're doing once for sprints and once for twice. Oh, okay, okay. To be clear. So yeah. you're at, what, are you asking me, first of all, what do I want in a school? What's on your list in terms of, hey, these are my priorities? Because I have okay. – I wrote down – I have eight that I wrote down priorities. I want to be able to be on a team that wins, not be an individual that wins. So I want to be able to have – a team championship expectation, not a individual championship expectation. Because obviously I'm going to want that mm -hmm. no matter what. So I'm okay. going to want there to be a team aspect. I'm going to want, uh, I, I'm, to be honest, I'm going to want there to be a really good football program there. Kansas State, watch. Okay. stay in town, stay in town, man. Kansas State, right there. <laughs> Hey, no, shut off Colt. Shut, shut off the microphone. No, no, no trying to sway me to Kansas State. <laughs> uh, I, I want to be able to enjoy the college atmosphere of cheering for a good football program and hopefully a good basketball program because I love March Madness, right? Um, okay. So I want there to be – I don't want it just to be a running-only school. I want there to be other good sports to enjoy the college experience. Academically, I ain't too concerned. Mm-hmm. When you look at it, at the end of the day, guys, I'm 33 now. No one cares about the ranking of your college academics. It doesn't. You think it matters? It doesn't. You could go to, you could go to Manhattan, Kansas, where Colt went, and you go where I went, and it's going to be the same. No offense, Colt. I'm just turning into a bashing my producer Colt segment. No, but <laughs> academics isn't important to me. Knowing now, because, hey, guys, just. Do well in school and get a degree. And then, sure. Like the only difference between – it's really just like going to Harvard or going to not Harvard. That's the way I look at it. Like if someone were to go to like Cal or Stanford yeah. or Duke or North Carolina, it's all the same. Oh, you went to school. Like – Okay. Like – and if you went to like a state school, right. no one's going to be like, oh, Ohio State is a little bit better than Penn State in this one percentage yeah. of a okay. – you know, so it doesn't matter. So schools, uh, the degree doesn't matter. So those are my priorities. Team has to be involved. 
they have to have a good football and or basketball program. And um, I don't care about academics. Okay. Here am so I. if they're pitching, like, you'll uh, get a good degree. I'll be like, go home. I don't care, coach. <laughs> get out of my living room. Get out of my living I'm room. Going to, I'm going to K-State. All right. So competitive team, I share that with you. Uh, I put big school on here, which you could say is similar to having a good football program. More for me, it's just like I would want to go to a, a large school. Good training opportunities and facilities. And in that, I include runnable weather. That's something that I would, again, these aren't the end-all be-all, but things that I'm factoring in, right? You want to be able to train outside would be one, something I would um, I would prioritize. I put good school in here. I disagree with you a little bit in terms of, hey, if I have two choices in, and one of them is this top flight academic school and the other one isn't, I'm putting myself in the shoes of 18-year-old me. I'd probably lean towards the good school. Uh, cool city. Cool city. I think everybody wants to live in a in a cool city or a cool college town. A chance to race at home. I put chance to race at home. And that kind of goes back to facilities. I think it would be fun to race in front of, you know, if you have family coming in or friends or, you know, your, your buddies in college. Um, and the last one I put, NIL opportunities. Again, that could go hand in hand with big school. That could go hand in hand with football being big, but just in general, like, is the school uh, mobilized because I'm the number one recruit for some NIL opportunities. So those are my factors. Again, some of those are going to conflict, but those are just some things that are swirling around in my head. You mentioned being in a cool city. I mean, maybe I just had a different type of college experience, but like, I remember, so I ended up going to Johns Hopkins in Baltimore and I remember getting like the brochure and they would show like photos of like the Baltimore skyline and showing like the inner Harbor and showing like the, Balt yeah. the like the Orioles stadium and like showing all these like unique tourist attractions of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Now Baltimore's also kind of not that great of a city, but they showed like the cool parts of Baltimore. Here's the thing. Do you know what I did? I didn't do any of it. I just stayed on campus and did campus things when you're 18 to 22. Now I guess this is a different time because now there's Uber. But when we were there, there's no way to like, I couldn't just like drive anywhere. I was 19 years old with no car on campus. So mm -hmm. the idea of like exploring the city, like people didn't do that. You just go to the college parties on campus, hang out in your dorm, go to the dining hall. Just okay. you, Basically the world is basically my campus. The city, I never really like yeah, but went you out. Were like, Gordon when Mack, you're 19, you, you can't get into... You can't go to clubbing you're, like you're 19. You know you're not 21. Yeah, so. you could have gone to an Orioles game though too. It sounds like you didn't explore the city to its fullest, which the number one recruit in our hypothetical circumstance is going to, and they are able to do it, and they are going to do fun things. So, uh, do you want to do sprints or distance first? Uh, let's do distance. Distance, distance. Okay. Do you have it down to five? Do you have it down to eight? How do you want, are you gonna do this recruit style where you're like, here are my final 12. And then you put a picture of yourself with 12 logos around you. No, what I'm gonna do is I think, how about you just say a, a team that's on your list and then I'll say a team that's on my list and we'll go back and forth. Okay, a team that's on my list, checks off a lot of boxes. Competitive team, good training spot. One of the best places I'd say in the United States to train because there's pro Oh, and I should have said, uh, pro pro op uh, opportunities as well, too. Like there's a good, there's a track record of going from, uh, college owner to pro owner, uh, school is solid. Uh, the city is cool. It's large. It's in a power five conference. Uh, not sure about NIL stuff, but Colorado, Colorado is on my list. And we're distance, right? When we say distance, we're talking above a mile. Like we're talking 5Ks, 5K, 10K, yeah. right? Colorado's on my list. Colorado? Yep. Okay. Well, you're never going to do good in track when you pick that school. So you're Ever? thinking really cross country. You're thinking did cross Jenny, country. Did Jenny Simpson not exist? I'm talking did about Emma as a Cobra team. not exist? I'm talking about oh. as a team. Oh, yeah. It's okay. But I can win. I can win my fill of cross country titles. I can get the team okay. element that way. So Colorado would be on my list. 
That's a good one. Mark's still the coach in this hypothetical? In this, hypo in this hypothetical, yes. And I like the, the pro opportunities, right? You have all these pro groups in town too, which would be, which would be great. So Colorado's on my list. Give me one from your list. Um, I would want to go to – So this is, this is going to sound like my distance schools and my sprint schools are going to be kind of the same the way I'm looking at it. Like I'm kind of not going to really have too much of like a difference. Like my number one school would be Florida as a distance runner. I know that sounds weird, but I want to be on a team that can win track titles. And I think if I was the best guy, I become like the most important, like 10 points that coach Holloway ever had. He's like, all right, win me 10 points in a steeple. No problem, bro. All right. Yo, you know what? Be a miler today. Anchor my DMR. No problem. I got you. And I could just be the, the star who, who distance runner. Who are you training with though? Who are you training with? Don't you want training partners? I feel like, yeah, that's a good point. I probably, looking back on it, I may, I, I would need, my, you'd be my dad in this situation and tell me, son, like, Florida's fun and all, but like, no one's going to run with you. So you may want to reconsider. It's like when my dad told me, no, Gordon, you're not going to get a degree in theater. You're going to get a degree in engineering. I need that. You need that. you need that person. You need hold that on, person. Hold on it's a like, second. Don't do theater. Hold on. No, no, do no, 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 no. Hold on. Pause for a second. Your theater would be way more applicable to what you do now than engineering. I think your dad made a mistake. No, I mean, he did. He probably did a lot of things right, but that's a mistake. You definitely should clip that. Theater. I'm going to send it to my dad over Christmas. Just dad, I, mean, I just want to let you know I was right. No, I mean, don't I mean, you think? Don't you think? No, he was right. It doesn't matter. People want a creative engineer, not a creative theater guy. They want because then they say he's smart, he's responsible, he knows how to. His eyes. I don't know, states. man. I think you'd be somewhere bigger. You wouldn't. Even okay. Track so I'm gonna. I'm in your rear view mirror. I'm still gonna put Florida on my on my list, but okay. I'm gonna take into consideration what my dad just told me and say, "Hey, son, you need people who can run with you." So, next. all right, I'll do the next one. Who's next up? one? Yeah. Uh, NAU, NAU. Obviously, if you're a high school kid, you want to join a program that is on top of the mountain right now. And that is NAU coaching top notch, training grounds top notch, exposure to the, the pro lifestyle, tremendous. Flagstaff's a pretty cool city. You know, they're distance oriented and they're not this big school. So you don't, uh, you know, in terms of uh, power five prestige. So you're not going to get that. But if you want to join something that's already established and be part of a dynasty, that's what motivates you. It's it's NAU. That's the choice. This I am gonna put on my list BYU. They're going into the Big Twelve, okay. so there's gonna be more opportunities to uh, to race in like more marquee events as opposed to just the West Coast Conference and and PSF. Uh, now the only. BYU, obviously, is going to be in conversation to always win a team championship. Coach Ed Eyestone, mm -hmm. he's a good coach. Clearly, look at his resume. He can get it done. The athletes are good at running. Obviously, the caveat, I'm not Mormon, right? So mm -hmm. it would be a thought of like, all right, Gordon, are you sure you want that? Do you want to live the Mormon lifestyle while not being a Mormon? Like, are you going to be able to handle that? And I think I would. I also think I would look at it as a challenge to see if I could do it. Like to see if I could like be the guy who hung out with Mormons and never converted or something like that. I don't know. But like not not meaning like that, but like just was like, hey yeah, like I did something wild when I was eighteen to twenty two. I, I hung out with Mormons for four years and I got really fast at running. You know? I'm sure their lifestyle is helpful for running, right? Because you know, the whole, like, don't drink or whatever, this stuff. Like, at the end of the day, most of the best runners are probably not out there binge drinking anyway. So they kind of do live, like, a 
a neutered Mormon lifestyle in a way, right? I mean, sure, there's other things, but I think I could handle it. I, I would look at it as a fun challenge. And, you know, I could be like the, the rogue Christian on campus or something like that. Like, whoa, what's this guy doing? Anyway, I would choose BYU because Big 12, they'll be good in cross. Obviously, they'll be Ed Stone's great coach. And I think uh, they're also very well-rounded on track. Like, they're going to be good in cross, but then also they – they do find ways to get in like a good pole vaulter here, a good multi-guy, a good 400 guy. So they'll be able to kind of flirt with podium chances on the outdoor scene. We lost Kevin. So Kevin's internet is dying. Uh, so I'll go, I'll say what my third team is. Are you back? You, you back, Kevin? So you cut out right at the beginning of, I'd like to go to BYU to see if I could do it. And then I'm just hoping that you didn't say anything that's going to get our podcast shut down in the intervening <laughs> couple minutes. Because Okay, Colt, Colt says we're good. I saw Colt said no coffee for four years. Okay, so BYU, yeah, men's, women's, obviously they're mostly getting LDS athletes. You don't need to be LDS to go there, but most people, when they read about the honor code, uh, that is going to change their decision one way or the other, but whether they want to go there. I kind of put them in the similar bucket as another school on my list, but for a completely different reason. And that would be Harvard. Because number one, just because our recruit is like number our number one ranked recruit doesn't mean academically they're going to meet the standards to get into Harvard, nor would they want to perhaps live that lifestyle. And I'm not just talking about, oh, the, the classes are difficult because classes, you can find difficult classes in every college, but the Ivy League, obviously the high priority on academics, you know, you can't, you only have four years, you can't do the red shirt thing. So I put that like with the asterisk side of things, if you could get into Harvard and that appealed to you, I mean, that would be on your list, right? Yeah. Because our teams are good. It would be on my list, but at the end of the day, part of my thing was recognizing, I guess I did say all schools are either Harvard or not Harvard. So this would be the one academic exemption I would be like swayed by. So yeah, I would consider Harvard, but I don't know if I would want to do it. Here's, because here's, I also, here's what, what I, I like about when, those when I, I power When I power rank my Ivy League teams, I, don't, I have other teams I would rather be on and cheer for. Like I'm a, I like Princeton. I like Penn. Harvard's like okay. number three on the list. But, so. Okay. And that's fine. That's up to personal preference. Here's yeah. my point, though. It seems like those Ivy League schools really care about dual meets, really care about conference championships. So if you go to college yeah. and you don't and you go in as a number one recruit, but then you go and you're not NCAA champion, you're not good enough to be top 16 and make indoors, but you're still pretty dang good. You have a purpose for running. And I think with a lot of schools, yeah. when you barely run, you barely race, your conference championship doesn't really mean anything because you're jumping around conferences and you're just a fringe national contender. You're not making national meets. You got to get into yeah. college. But like, what's the point of all this? Why am I training so hard? So I, my bias would be towards places where you get to race in meaningful competitions to your school, to your coach, and to your conference. And I, I feel like the Ivy League has that and there's some power fives that have that as well too and i'll get to one in a minute here but that so that's another reason why i would like like them yeah you're right on that i i've seen a bunch of division one conference championships and the heps is arguably the best it it's also not, it's only like eight schools so like it's easier not easier to score but like you know there's a scoring opportunity in every single event because there's only eight schools and they care and it's like it's not sure it's not the SEC quality of run but the running, but to win heps, you gotta be like a legitimate athlete. Like you have to be especially on the distance side. Like if you're winning heps, yeah, yeah. you are a national caliber runner. So um well, I, 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 I do agree with you. I the the point you made, like a purpose of like a reason to run, yeah, heps gives you you have the cross country, you have the indoor, outdoor, yeah. you have the random dual meets that there's pride on the line. You're not getting that at Cal or USC, right? I mean, sure, they have USC, UCLA dual meet, but it's not the same. 
It's just not. Let's just be honest. So you want to go somewhere, you know, as a young like you want your efforts to be validated, and ego yeah. is of course part of it. And you want to be like, hey, I got recognized at, at halftime of the basketball game, or such and such. Like they had this, yeah. they had this award, or I was athlete. Like that, you want people to care enough so it feels like a big deal. It's not going to be like high school, but you want something to hang your hat on because not everybody's going to be all American. Not everybody's going to win national titles. And if you're not that, you're going to want a reason to, to keep training. Okay. You're up. So you have Harvard, NAU and Colorado. This is distance, right? My distance right now is BYU in Florida. <laughs> my Florida take the big um, two. I'd say my uh, th third team on my list. Again, this is no particular order. I, I would like to go to Villanova. Now, this is a bias. This is me not real, me knowing that I'm actually not from Manhattan, Kansas. And I'm actually from Philadelphia area. And mm -hmm. you grew up with Penn Relays. You know Nova has, like, a tradition. I under, I've been to Nova's campus. It's not going to be the beautiful, like, running in Portland in the woods and perfect facilities. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a very like you it's on you type facilities set up, right? But Villanova yeah. basketball, gotta love watching that. Basketball's my favorite sport. So I would live for four March Madness runs. It would be awesome. I would enjoy that. I would just stop running for like, those like two weeks and like conflict like, with your training. Why out of shape? <laughs> why you out of shape? I was like, it's March Madness season, coach. You just gotta give me these two weeks. I'll be back. Just I'll see you at the end of April. Um, but that would be more purely for just uh, – I'm a big basketball fan, and I would love to um, just be part of March Madness. And they have a good distance program, right? They, they show up. They, them in Georgetown mm -hmm. in, the, in the Big East, like that's going to have some good like, rivalries. And if you're good – if you become a good runner at Villanova – it's going to translate to being a good runner nationally. You see Jordy Williams, Pat Tiernan, go on and on. So, yeah, I'll go Villanova. I like that you put March Madness runs in front of, hey, they've had some really good guys in the pro level. But, hey, it's your list. You're the 18-year-old from Manhattan, Kansas, and sometimes those, those kids don't think straight. So, it's all right. Uh, my next one, Stanford. Stanford, team's always competitive. Uh, great weather. Great places to train. Uh, they host meets at home, which would be fun. They obviously good school located in a interesting part of the city. I don't know about NIL type stuff with Stanford. I don't know how, how strict they'll be, but anybody who's been to the Stanford campus, it's like comically beautiful and it would just be, uh, it'd be fun to train alongside the, the, the nation's best. You get to train alongside a lot of the people who were your rivals. If you were one of the best runners in, in high school, because they're getting people from all over the country, which is another a fun, fun part of it too, is it's not, they, they, they recruit nationally. So you get a, you get to meet people from uh, all over the, all over the country, all over the world, Stanford. You're really looking for that degree, man. We got Harvard, you got Stanford. I see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to up your resume. Well, I'm a distance. I'm a. I'm. I'm. I'm looking for a good, good distance program. So, like you've been on the Stanford campus. It's kind of. It's like it's nicer than you think it would be, which is weird. Just, like it looks like you talked about. Uh, you, you sometimes you go to a college campus and it doesn't look how you think it is. Like Stanford's is like out of the catalog, um, and the weather's great. And at, as a distance runner, being able to not have to worry about running in the snow. Or not having to run like in oppressive heat is very, very appealing. And then you talk about the alums and how many great runners they've had and be part of that. That'd be that'd be fun. So I got let's see, I got like well, I got two I got basically three more on the distance side. What how many do you have left? You haven't picked any of mine. It's uh, interesting. I know. Well, it's we'll see. So the my next school I have three. I I, I probably have two. My next school was going to be a certain SEC school that is good in both track and cross country, power five. And I was thinking like, this is the one, this is ultimate history track program, right? I was, gonna th I was thinking Arkansas. However, 
I, when I'm making my decision, I unfortunately am just making too many decisions that are non-track related, non-running related. And in this situation, <laughs> I would look at Arkansas and be like, yeah, they got a football team, they got a basketball team, but like, I feel like we're just never going to be winning. And I can't handle going to like four years of watching basketball and football and them losing. They're good, but, but your like team would win. Six is, your team would win. Six. Your team would Yeah, win. my team would win, but like I would be like depressed going to regionals. I'd be like, oh, damn it. I thought we were going to go undefeated this year. Like cross-country season would be really good in the beginning. Oh, we just beat Texas. This is great. And then when I get to like the nutty comb, I'll be like, yeah, I'm fit, but my team is three and three. Like I don't I, – I, I, it's going to mess with me. It's going to mess with my head. So Arkansas is off my list, unfortunately. I wanted, I want to go there, but in order for coach to get me there, if he really cares, he's going to need to talk to his AD and uh, find a way to get Nick Saban to coach Arkansas football, and then I'm in. But until then, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to w- w- hold this one out. So with that said, uh, so I like Penn State football as a fan, and I like Villanova basketball as a fan. But in this situation, I have to take that out because I'm from Manhattan, Kansas now. I actually would think consider Wisconsin. I think they, I think McBurn's a great coach. I think uh, they got a good thing going there. Obviously, they have the Gordon needs of being part of a, a good athletic program where they're making good runs in both football and basketball. And also, you know, their running programs have history of producing great athletes. Mohamed, Morgan McDonald, Ali Hor, go on and on. Uh, it wasn't too long ago where they were running the way NAU was running, right? With when they had that, that crazy score when they took down Oklahoma State. I forget what, how low their points was, but they just had a, an incredible top five. It was when Mohamed was there and like Reed Connor, who else was on that team? Anyway, uh, who was it? Oh, well, there's another guy. Uh, Maverick Darling. Great name. Maverick Darling, yeah. best name. Uh, but we have Wisconsin. The negative is the cold. But at the end of the day, I'm actually not caring about weather. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of like training in the winter because for some reason, it just mentally tells me, like, I'm getting stronger. You know, I'll rather train in freezing cold temperatures than in dead of heat, humid temperatures. Like cold is fine. Like you just get the body heat going and you're gone. But humidity, that that <laughs> that can kill. So uh, the the Wisconsin weather really won't turn me away. So Wisconsin's on my on my list. Wisconsin was on my list as well for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. Madison is a cool city. Been there a couple yeah, times. I like the city. The only drawback to me, yeah, would be that weather. And not just for training, but just like walking to class. It just gets annoying. I don't want to have multiple types of jackets when I'm when I'm in college. But program is strong. The the meats matter at Wisconsin. You know, not not that they don't have home meats, a lot of home meats there, but Big Tens matter a lot to Wisconsin. Look at how many they've won. It's it's insane on the cross country course. And I like that being part of the, the tradition there. The, anybody, a, a lot of those Big Ten schools, like their conference meet is, is prioritized. So I had Wisconsin as well, and I had one other Big Ten school, and that's Michigan, for pretty much the exact same reasons, right? Academically, it's strong. Yeah. I've never, I haven't been to Ann Arbor, but I, I heard it's cool. Have you been to Ann Arbor? No, I just love that you threw an academically it's strong. You and academics, yeah, well, man, you love it. It's Listen, listen, your dad gave you some <laughs> academic advice, and I think my parents would give me some academic advice, and it would probably be better than your dad's. But a um, lot of good track record with runners going on to, to the pro level. Um, and, be, yeah, being part of a, a athletic department at a big school, obviously the NIL opportunities would be good there as well too. So my two Big Ten schools on the list were Wisconsin and uh, Michigan. I did have Arkansas as well, as you brought up Arkansas. Facilities are great. Um, big school. 
The only drawback to me would be the city. Uh, Fayetteville, what, what's Lou Holtz's quote? Like, Fayetteville's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there or something like that. It's, it's like for my taste. Now, some people would be awesome, but for my taste, I'd want something a little bit bigger. But it checks a lot of the other boxes, so it would be in consideration. Yeah. Now, I thought about, do I want this team on my list or not? Because they don't fill a lot of the needs that Gordon Mack needs, but they do fill the mm -hmm. needs of a star athlete. And that is, for me, NAU, uh, Mike Smith, he knows what to do with the, these these kids he's getting. He's, you know, you got Drew Bosley, you got, you got uh, Hobbs Kessler, who ended up going pro. He's able to recruit the best of the best. Brody Hasey, obviously, Nico Young, Colin Salmon, likely Lex and Leo Young, all these guys, right? So he gets the best of the best, and they aren't failing there. They're achieving well. Achieving well mm -hmm. is a bad phrase. But, you know, a lot of times some programs, they can eat you up and spit you out, right? Just put you into the system. And you're either in or you're out. You're either going to succeed or you're going to die. And, you know, obviously I have a little bit of bias because I spent a whole season with them in 2019, especially with their younger guys. And I, I just see how they operate. And he operates the right way. He doesn't treat them like robot soldiers for to create the next championship cross-country program mm -hmm. team. So uh, I like the style he does it. Again, the negatives are just a Gordon negative of like, I don't want to cheer for my football team. I want to, you know, have that fun experience. Traditional, so, traditional college experience. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. So but if, you, if running is your life, man, and that's all you care about, you're not going to get any better running experience than running in Flagstaff. Because Flagstaff is beautiful. They got yeah. the, the ultimate training advantage of altitude and – and the ultimate training advantage of having a really good coach in Mike Smith. So, uh, two more I want to touch on real quick, and then we'll go to sprints. I think NC State would have to be in the mix, particularly on the women's side, just based on their recent success. Training environment looks pretty awesome right there, located next to a bunch of other uh, colleges as well. So, some built up rivalries, which are fun. Um, weather, solid. Chances to race at home. They got the Raleigh relays. There's a feeling around NC, like they have such stability in the program, like with the coaching staff being there for a while, that you'd be, you know, joining something that's that's established and obviously very successful. And who knows on the women's side how long this this run is going to go? Because you look at the recruits they bring; it's very impressive. And then Oregon would be my last one. Oregon team's competitive. The facilities aren't going to get any better. The chances to race at home are not going to get any better. Um, I went to Oregon, so I'm perhaps biased. I don't know if you want to call it a cool city or not. I mean, it's a college town. So if you want to go to a college, it's different than Madison and Austin, which are much bigger, right? But Eugene is the quintessential college town. So if you're into that, the weather's pretty solid. I'm guessing the NIL stuff's going to take off because of their relationship with Nike. Um, but just, and the, the transition to the pro group would be seamless because you'd establish your you, – if you're good at Oregon, you're going to be a more marketable asset than if you're a good runner at anywhere else. That's just how it works for the time being. That might change, but that's – like Kohawker and Cooper Tier are bigger deals because they did it at Oregon versus doing it at another school. That's just the reality. Oregon's too much for me. They want to be on my list. I get it. They got everything, and that's why. Because they have everything. I just, uh, too much, too much everything. Too, perfect facility, perfect everything, the brand, all that. It's just like, uh, I want that. So it, it, for some reason, too when much. you get too, too much close okay. to like perfection of, of too much, you, you end up wanting to get away from it. And that's just my personality. So Oregon wouldn't be on my list. Um, yeah. So my, t my, my distant schools are Florida, <laughs> BYU. Villanova, Wisconsin, and NAU. Those are your five? Yeah. Okay. See, I had a lot. I mean, I think I would go I'd go in some order, NAU, Stanford, Colorado, Wisconsin, and then NC State or Oregon.
Oregon. I mean, all right, sprints. I have exactly five for sprints. Same criteria. Right, same criteria for sprints. Uh, USC. Great weather. A lot of success. Great city. No brainer. LSU. Always competitive. Baton Rouge. Fun town. Big school. A lot of excitement around athletics. Sprint history is amazing. Texas. Fun city. Got Coach Flo doing big things. Balanced program, but obviously good in the sprints. You get to race at home in the Texas Relays. Maybe they'll put the meet here again in the future. NCAA championships I'm talking about. Um, but, again, part of a big school. All these are power five, Gordon. I would all power five here. Maybe you'll zig and tell me some uh, smaller school, but I would all power five. Florida. Florida. They produce professional athletes at Florida. Uh, Gainesville. Good training uh, facilities there. Uh, chance to compete in the SEC. Coach Holloway gets it done. And I'd get to run with you. You'd be on the distance team, you know, holding it down for the Florida distance runners. But then I would be there on the sprints. And then the last one, I know they had coaching turnover, but Georgia. I put Georgia there. Now, this is this is extremely SEC heavy. I get it, especially once we add Texas to the SEC. But Georgia, cool town, good athletic department all across the board. And I think that would more just be like, hey, Georgia's good, but like I can help take them even farther. Like if my motivation was like, I want to be the first at the school to do something versus joining something that's like, hey, we've won a million four by ones already. Like it would be Georgia, right? I would go to Georgia to like take it to the next level. I like it. I like your list. Uh, number one on my list would be Florida. If I was a sprinter, I also want to go to Florida. You get a little, you get a little idea that my, I'm just saying, I, if I was a distance runner, I would want to go to Florida. If I was a sprinter, I would want to go to Florida. Um, I just feel like they got a great track and field culture there. Uh, number two, not, this isn't in any order. Um, I agree. I would want to go to USC. That would be fun. Especially what year am I going to USC? Because if I'm going to USC, around the 20 if i'm like the class of 2020 high school class of 2026 or 2027 i'm going to take advantage of the ability to live in la at usc during the olympics and be able to hang out <laughs> with all the olympians and be able to yeah, airbnb yeah. out my dorm room for thousands of dollars a night that's <laughs> and i'm gonna make bank talk about nil i'm talking about make money on Horse coming to LA for the Olympics. Hey, you want you want you want a perfect spot right next to the track? I, I got you. Anyway, so USC got Florida. Um, I I'm debating. I guess Houston. I think uh, I'm not like a big fan of the city of Houston. It's kind of just very big. Has like the you know. From Texas, I kind of when you live in when you live in Austin, Texas, you just kind of like the Austin city the most, and any different Texas city is kind of like a little just a little bit of a, eh, I don't know, but I mean it's Carl Lewis, it's Leroy Burrell. If you're a sprinter, you want to be coached by them, right? So they would, if they weren't there, it, I would definitely not consider it. But because I'll I'll be going to the Carl Lewis University and the Leroy Burrell School of College. You know, that's what I'll be going there for. Um, so I'll put them on my list. So I got Florida, Houston, USC. Mm -hmm. the, this one I'm kind of like, eh, do you really want to do that? But like, yeah, why not? It'll be fun. I think it would be fun to maybe be a, like a top sprinter in like a D2 program. Go to like St. Augustine's. Or Ashley. Here's this. Here's Gordon, contrarian Gordon. Right? Like, it's sure. like, all right. Like, what, am I really ever going to be as fast as Trayvon Bromel? Am I really going to run 9 8 and be a Fred Curley? Or am I just 
do I know it's it's running's in the wall, bro. You're not gonna get any faster. Like just take take the take the W now. Don't don't take the L down the road. And I was like, all right, if I take the W now, let's go D two route, win a bunch of national titles, be the most dominant <laughs> just sprinter there. And then everyone's kind of like, you're the on guy. Campus. Race people on campus and be like, I'll, I'll be like, show up to the foot. I'll, I'll show up to like football practice. And like, who's yeah. this random kid? And like, I'm faster than your entire cornerback crew. Your, your entire backfield is, in, is behind me right now. And I'll just like be the cockiest D2 sprinter there's ever been. And that's what I would do. I wouldn't even care what school it was. Ashland, right. St. Augustine's. I can't even name that many. I'll go to Adam State. Hell. I'm state. I'll be there. Their altitude. Sprinter. Get those altitude. altitude. Okay, there so you go. got get those conversions. You get, you get one more. So one more you could do like you know, Oregon, Texas Tech. You could do Florida State, LSU, Texas A&M. What are you thinking? You got one more. You get one more. I I think Florida State. That'll be fun. Uh, same reasons for Florida. Got a good school. Uh sports wise man training in florida you just that's like the best place right you just it's hot well why it's not too crazy it's, it's not like ellis it's not humid like in louisiana it's boom and then you know hang out with noah lyles on the side it'd be good i think he's closer to florida to florida state isn't it? why would you I know but I, I'm you going know back to the your, state of florida going back to your distance thing why would you pick florida over florida state that's what i'm curious about Mike Holloway, I I just really love the F- University of Florida track and field program. M- okay. During my eight years is at Grant Holloway, sponsor of this pod is Grant Holloway sponsor. No, this is what's going and on. it's kind of funny because Coach Holloway probably thinks I'm like super anti Florida because he's like, oh, you guys never pick us to win, which is not true. I pick them to win a lot. It's it's just that he gets upset when I pick them to get second and they win, and it's like, all right, what? Did-? But like of all the programs that I've interacted with, from distance sprints, hurdles, throws, like. The best, the the number one team that I've like enjoyed most is Florida. Maybe because I like their colors too. Like I like the color blue. I don't know, but like they they're always in it. They got great facility. Like they, I love the Florida relays when I went down there. Um, I just like that environment. Gainesville is a cool campus, in my opinion. Um, yeah, that. I don't know why. It's just over the eight years, that's the one school that has stood out the most than any other school. So that's why that's why I'm all in. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, in, in this scenario, you're a recruit. You're going on recruiting visits too. So maybe you would have that same impression from seeing the school yeah. for a weekend. Um, let us know what you think in the comments or email flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Who do we leave out? What would be your top five? And why? I'm curious to know the schedule for the rest of the episodes prior to the holidays. So Friday we'll be back 9 a.m. Central, and we'll do a end of year recap part one. Monday we'll do end of year recap part two. Next Wednesday we'll have an interview. Next Friday we'll have another interview, and then we'll be off for that week uh, right after Christmas. And then we'll be joining you in 2022 for that first episode uh, on that Monday back in January. So. That's it for this pod. Thanks for joining. Thanks for subscribing. You, If you haven't done that, you can also join, become a member of our FlowTrack podcast community. We sure do appreciate it. Thanks to Colt. Thanks to Travis. Thanks to Newsbreaker Gordon. We'll talk to you guys on Friday. Have a good day, everyone.